Some of the topics discussed on Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast may be difficult to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hello to- from the world of tomorrow. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Welcome to episode 35 or 34L. Yes. Of Blackbird. Um, so today's episode is the part two of uh, what we started yesterday, the part one of Daisy's story of sexual assault. So we don't have anything really to share in the beginning, so we're just going to get into part two. Before we start this episode, I would just like to put in a trigger warning. We do discuss suicide in this episode. So just to recap a little bit, um, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, please listen to that first because it gives you the whole background of what happened to Daisy. So basically, uh, Daisy lost her father when she was young in a car crash. When she was 14, she was sexually assaulted by a garbage human who was brought up on charges and then the charges were dropped because he has a political family member and then Anonymous got involved, charges were brought against him, but not for the sexual assault, and he was only sentenced to two years probation for endangering the welfare of a child for leaving Daisy in the freezing cold while she was unconscious outside her home. So there's your recap. Daisy, of course, went through a lot of trauma from all of everything that happened. Her family was going through the trauma also, and so here we are in the story timeline. So Daisy was able to find some light within the darkness. And she and her older brother, Charlie, became sexual assault survivor advocates. And HuffPost named Daisy one of their 13 most fearless teens of 2013. Yeah. Very good. Pretty awesome. Netflix even caught wind of Daisy's incredible story and the lack of justice she received and produced the documentary Audrey and Daisy in 2016. I had watched it when it first came out, and then I rewatched it shortly before we did this episode, and it still makes me angry every single time I watch it. Like, it literally, like, I get angry watching it. So if you guys have not seen the documentary, please do, because it will give you an in-depth look into what that bullying was really like for her and Audrey. And it was, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And we need to really start teaching our youth that it is not okay to do these things. And we need to teach our society that victim blaming is trash. And that a victim goes through such a hard time that they don't need any added stress on top of what they've already been through. Everyone needs to empathize and be compassionate towards the situation. So be prepared to probably get really, really angry if you do watch the documentary. So again, it's called Audrey and Daisy and it's on Netflix. Audrey Pot, who is the other subject of the documentary, was another sexual assault survivor documented in the film who unfortunately took her own life in 2012 due to the trauma and persistent bullying, which was the same ordeal that Daisy had gone through. In 2016, Daisy and Audrey, so Audrey posthumously, 
uh, were recipients of a 2016 Cinema Eye Honor as unforgettable, memorable, non-fiction film subjects due to the Netflix documentary. And in December of 2015, Daisy co-founded the nonprofit organization Safe Bay, which is safe before anyone else. And Safe Bay was created to bring awareness about and end sexual assault amongst middle school and high school students. And in June of 2018, Daisy moved to Colorado Springs, Colorado, and became a successful tattoo artist. And she actually started tattooing in high school. She was she was tattooing a lot of friends. You could actually see her tattooing in the documentary. Um, so she really had a passion for for being creative and and having that be her outlet. So I think that helped a lot in 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 the healing journey that she was on. But still. Not everything was good in Daisy's life. After helping Daisy with her move, her younger brother, Tristan, was on his way back to Missouri with their mother, and they were involved in a one-vehicle car accident in which Tristan died. He was 19 years old. Melinda survived. So now Daisy has lost her father in a car accident. She has been sexually assaulted. Her mother lost her job, and now her younger brother dies in a car accident. Through so much tragedy, Daisy tried to find ways to cope with her trauma. She began working on a film titled Saving Daisy that was set to release in 2019. It was to be a continuation of her life after her sexual assault to give an in-depth look into Daisy's recovery process her PTSD, as well as her use of CBD and EMDR therapy to help with her trauma recovery. Unfortunately, that film has yet to be released. The Kickstarter campaign for the film's production and release reached its goal, but the release had been delayed. And the production of the film had halted in August of 2020. On August 4th, 2020, at 23 years old, Daisy Coleman took her own life. Her mother, Melinda, had asked police to do a welfare check on Daisy. And so police had gone to her apartment to do a check on a possible, quote, suicidal party, according to a Lakewood Police Department spokesperson. When police arrived, Daisy spoke with them and crisis prevention paramedics for more than an hour with no indication that she was planning to or wanting to harm herself. About four hours later, around 8.30 p.m., a friend who had lived in the same apartment building as Daisy called police to report Daisy had shot herself. Reports later came out that Daisy had been fearful of a stalker for several months leading up to her death. She had feared the stalker was trying to get into her apartment as this person would repeatedly arrive there without being invited, according to the New York Post. She also claimed the stalker had posted her phone number on Craigslist in an ad offering sex acts. The day she died... She had filed a harassment report with the Lakewood 
police. Everything just culminated and came to a head for her. And she just. Yeah, that's that's the thing that people have to realize when they when they attack others, like the stupid girl with the stupid shirt. Yeah. What you don't realize is it's not uh, just about the meme. It's not just funny. It's not just about the Insta post. It's the fact that you don't know how many other things this girl is dealing with. And you don't understand what it's like. You know, think about one thing that made you feel like crap. And now imagine that from everyone that you know. And imagine what that's going to make you feel like. Now, do you really want to make this person feel that way? Because this is the result. People kill themselves over it. Right. Do you want this girl to kill herself over it? Right. Exactly. And if you do, then you're a piece of trash. If you really think about it and you're like, yeah, I hope that everyone harasses her and she kills herself, then you're a piece of garbage. Yeah. And it just goes to show that even if somebody is healing and we think that everything is going the way it should be and and, and their road to recovery looks bright, we still don't know what's actually going on in their heads. I mean, she was recovering for lack of a better word. She was going through therapy. She was, she, you know, she created this amazing organization. She had an incredible support system around her with her family, but things just kept happening in her life that just kept beating her down and beating her down and beating her down. And the human brain can only take so much before it it breaks and this stalker could have been her breaking point the fact that she maybe thought she was getting away from the harassment you know she moved to a completely different state she was a a successful uh, tattoo artist she was being interviewed for inked magazine i mean like she was she was doing really well in her professional life we don't know what was happening in her personal life nobody even knew that she was being stalked until her death and then the reports started coming out oh by the way she had been being stalked for several months so she could have been bottling that up inside right. and nobody knew right and it all just exploded. Maybe yeah. people didn't know when she was by herself right. what was happening. And you she, think that she's happy and she's handling it, but she's not. And she probably thought, you know, the harassment is behind me. I'm out of that town, but clearly not. Yeah. Whoever this person was, it seems like they knew her past. Yeah. And wanted to continue that bullying and that torment. And that's disgusting. Yeah, that is disgusting. Seriously. So I couldn't find any reports on who the stalker was. Um, I'm not sure if she even knew who the stalker was. So, you know, I'm wondering if it was someone from her past or if it was just someone who knew about her case and felt it would be funny to, to torment her. Because there are people out there who think that's a fun time. And if you're one of those people who is listening to this, and I hope that our fans are not, uh, but if you are, you're also a garbage human. Yep. So tormenting people, torturing people, that's not a fun time. And here's the thing, because our listeners are so awesome. (laughs) 
you would never do anything like this. But when you do know people who joke about stuff like this, don't just laugh it off. Tell them that they're a piece of trash. Tell them that it's not funny, that it's hurtful. And if they then give you a shitty look, then give them a shitty look right back and be like, well, then I don't want anything to do with you. What I always, that's, yes, 100%. What I always think of when I hear, you know, people are joking about these things and like nobody says anything to them. What you should do, in my opinion, is ask them why they think it's funny. Yep. Because if they actually tell you a reason that that's either showing you that they are a, a racist asshole, a misogynistic asshole, what, one of the assholes. If they can't explain to you why they think it's funny, then you need to explain to them that it's why it's not funny. Right. And that they need to start thinking before they speak. Yep. Educate yep. them. Yep. Because sometimes people just hear things and they, they thought it was funny, so they're just going to share it and they don't actually understand the meaning behind it. Yep. So ask them why they think it's funny. Yep. Because it's going to show you exactly what kind of person they are. Yep. So after Daisy's death, celebrities took to their social medias to express their condolences for the Coleman family and express heartfelt sympathies for trauma survivors. Melinda also took to her social media to express her sadness after losing her only daughter to suicide. In her post, she wrote that Daisy was, quote, my best friend and amazing daughter. I think she had to make it seem like I could live without her. I can't. I wish I could have taken the pain from her. She never recovered from what those boys did to her, and it's just not fair. My baby girl is gone. For four months, Melinda mourned the loss of her daughter, and then news broke that Melinda herself had taken her own life. Safe Bay took to their Instagram to express their grief, and their post read, quote, We are in shock and disbelief to share with our Safe Bay family that we lost Melinda Coleman to suicide this evening. The bottomless grief of losing her husband, Tristan, and Daisy was more than she could face on most days. And they continued, quote, More than anything, she loved and believed in her children. It is no accident that she created some of the most gifted, passionate, and resilient children. Melinda was an incredibly talented veterinarian and former bodybuilder. And according to Cheyenne Norris, executive director of Safe Bay, Melinda put herself through veterinary school. And once she became a doctor, she then put her husband through school in order for him to become a doctor. All while being a wonderful and caring mother. Cheyenne added that this story shows, quote, the collateral damage of sexual violence. Melinda Coleman was 58 years old. God, that sucks. Yeah. So two lives have been ended. Yep. By garbage humans spreading garbage. Yep. And there's a tweet that I was trying to find to show you, and I don't know why I can't find it right now, but essentially it it was somebody sharing, um, I believe, the New York Post article of Melinda's passing. And the person tweeted with it saying, think of these two 
the next time somebody says that sexual assault ruins the boy's life. Right. Because nothing happened to him. Nope. He got two years probation. Like, okay, whatever. It doesn't he, matter. He got he's two still years in probation. college. He's in co- exactly. He's in college. He's probably still playing sports. Yep. By the time he gets out of school, the probation will be over. He won't have to talk about it on, on job interviews. Yep. He's got his whole life ahead of him. Exactly. And now two people lost their lives because of two hours, yeah, three hours, whatever it was, of him being a, a loser, horrible, a weak horrible coward, person. Weak coward. You're a coward and you're weak. And then the justice system doing absolutely Complete nothing. Complete failure. To give the justice that Daisy yep. and her family so badly deserved and that other survivors so badly needed to see because these are the reasons why survivors do not come forward. They do not believe that their cases are going to be taken seriously. And case in point, this. This was not taken seriously and this asshole got to just live his life. And Daisy did not. And Melinda did not. Because of him. Trash. Yep. Trash. Yep. And the fact that they were such hardcore advocates and they were trying so much to create an atmosphere in this in this society to teach people that you can still be resilient after an ordeal like that. But then the world just kept beating them down. There was still continued harassment. That's what got them. Terrible. It's horrible. So as soon as I heard about Melinda this week, I... Daisy's story was on my on my list. I always wanted to cover it. And then hearing about Melinda just I, I said we we have to now. We have to talk about this. We have to continue getting the word out that it is not okay to do these things. And if you are a survivor and you are still struggling with the trauma, that it is okay to reach out for help. That it is okay to ask for support from your friends, from your family, from hotlines. Just speak about it. We cannot allow the silence anymore. We can't. Because this is what it does to people. Melinda may not have had anybody to, to talk to about this anymore. She lost her husband. She lost her son. She lost her daughter. Yes, she had two sons left and she was probably able to speak to them. Because one of them was the was the advocate with Daisy. So he, you know, he knew the full impact. He was there still trying to raise awareness in his sister's honor. But the two people that meant the most to her because of what she had been through with them, her husband and her daughter... We're no longer here. 
And she may not have had anybody else to turn to. She figured, I have nothing left. I'm just going to end it. And I, I'm sure I've said before on the podcast, you know, I, I, there are so many people out there who believe that suicide is a selfish thing. And I hate that because people need to understand that it's not it's not about thinking about the other people around that person. It's not about think about what you're going to do to your family members if you pass away. It's about what's going on with you. How can we help you? How can we retrain your psyche to believe that you are worth staying on this earth? Yeah. That's what suicide is about. It is the demons inside someone's head telling them they are no longer worthy of being here. Right. There is nothing here for them. Why should they stay here? We have to be more cognizant about helping those people understand they are worthy. Not your family will miss you. Their family at that point does not matter. It is about them and getting them to understand they deserve to be here and that people are here to love, support, and help them. And I don't think Melinda understood that. Yeah, people don't understand and they don't consider the consequences of their actions. Human beings are just poop-flinging monkeys who just want to fling their poop. They don't, they don't care about who they hurt. And it's disgusting. So if you or someone you know needs help, please reach out to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, which is RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, -N, at 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E, or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 Two seven three eight two five five, or you can text home H O M E to seven four one seven four one to text with a volunteer from the crisis text line. No one should ever suffer in silence. We are all here to help, and you may also reach out to us here at Blackbird for resources, information, as well as support. And in honor of Daisy and all other survivors and victims of sexual assault, Blackbird has created a tote bag to commemorate the life and struggles of victims of trauma. Part proceeds from the sale of each tote will go to Safe Bay. You can find this tote on our website at blackbirdadvocacy.com. You can also submit donations straight to SafeBay at safebay.org, S-A-F-E-B-A-E dot -E org. And there is also a GoFundMe set up for the Coleman family, which you can access and donate to. I will put the link in the show notes. Do you have any final, final words? No, I mean, I think I've said it all. Just yeah. people are disgusting and not you people. You are great. But when you see disgusting people, 
I know it's difficult, and I know that you don't want to be that guy, and you want to be liked, but you don't want to be liked by trash humans. So, when you see trash humans, I'm not saying run up to them and punch them in the face, hashtag not condoning violence, and I'm not even saying run up to them and say you're trash. But like Sarah said, ask them when they're laughing about something that's disgusting why they think it's funny. And explain to them that it's not funny. And when they invariably hold it against you, great. Tell them to F off and you don't want to be around them anymore. Because you don't want to be around those people. You shouldn't care about their opinions. But you should let them know that they're being an a-hole. Because eventually, if enough of us let the a-holes know that they're a-holes, maybe a couple of them will want to change. We've all had moments in our lives where we've done a stupid or a silly thing, and when it, when it was pointed out to us, we realized it and said, oh, yeah, all right, I guess that was kind of dumb. Maybe you get pissed about it in the moment. No, you're an a-hole. I'm out of here. But eventually, a reasonable person realizes what they did was wrong and feels bad about it. So tell the a-holes that they're a-holes. Try to educate them. And if you get one, just one person to stop being an a-hole, you did a great job. Because that person's going to make less a-hole children. And now there's fewer a-holes in the world. And eventually, 100 generations from now, it'll be great. Humans will not be poop-flinging monkeys. We'll be able to use our vast resources and technology to actually push the species forward past this nonsense. Societal change starts with people. And these conversations have to be had. And I'm pretty sure that's like our closing every episode. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know how much more we can stress that that's the most important thing. That if we continue to talk about these things we can start to change the environment. So if you or anyone you know would like to share a story on Blackbird, you can email us at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at blackbirdadvocacy. You can find all our other social medias as well as all the podcast platforms that we are on on our link tree at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash blackbirdadvocacy. I'm going to put all of the resources in the show notes I'm going to put all of the references in the show notes. You should be able to find anything you need, any information about these episodes in the show notes. If not, please, please reach out to us. We send so much love and light to Daisy's surviving brothers, Melinda's sons, Logan and Charlie, and the rest of the Coleman family, as well as everyone at Safe Bay. This episode is in Daisy and Melinda's honor. And with that, we would like to end with a moment of silence for Daisy and Melinda. <laughs>